Yo, what up, guys? James from Bolt Bros here, man. Normally, we kind of do the stream with my brother, Andrew. He's actually on the road right now. He's driving out from Salt Lake to Vegas, Vegas to Arizona. So he will be out here shortly, obviously, for Christmas season and such, too. So um, either way, just wanted to chat with you guys because I know we've been kind of doing these live on Fridays um, and want to just kind of just chat a little bit um, more or less. So I know kind of the subject matter today is let's talk about Justin Herbert, man. Let's talk about our boy here, my man. So, Zach, what up, brother? How you doing, man? How you doing, man? So, just going to be me today. It's going to be James only today because Andrew is out and about and everything. But uh, let's talk about Herbie, man. You know, I, I'm wearing I'm wearing my Herbie jersey today, by the way. Oh, and by the way, speaking of, we're talking about a quarterback, obviously, today. But I also bought this. This is a little bit of a throwback right here. This is a Johnny Unitas signed autograph photo I just purchased. Pretty stoked about it, man. So pretty cool little deal. Cool to be able to see a signature on there. It's all authentic authenticated and everything, too. Pretty stoked about this, man. But cool pickup. Just something else to add and throw on the wall back there. Um, but either way, once again, the cool thing is uh, we've had a lot of cool legendary quarterbacks. Um with this franchise. I mean, you go back to even Johnny Unitas, Hadel, you go back to Fouts, you go back to Breeze, you go back to Rivers, you go back to now currently Herbert, man. You can't get enough with Herbert, man. So um, yeah, wanted to see your guys' thoughts. Obviously, once again, like, subscribe uh, to the video and everything. Throw in all your guys' comments and such too. This is fully live. Just going to be me for today. Um, but Going to freestyle a little bit to this, um, but man, let me just show you guys something here, dude. You know, Turbo Herbie. I love it, dude. You know, we got we got so many nicknames for Herbie, um, but he he's an absolute man. Absolute man here. So uh, let me see if I could try to uh, get you guys real quick here and show off this photo right here. Hopefully you guys could see this. Um, basically just a photo from Instagram from the Chargers. Instagram talking about Wustin Wer Werbert, <laughs> who who goes on our you know lives all the time. So either way, guys, pretty stoked to be able to have a quarterback such as Herbert. Um, you know, hopefully this live is still going on here, guys. It looks like it's acting kind of strange on my side. Hopefully my internet connection isn't acting weird. I know Restream has been acting a little strange, man. So um, see the stream. You know, it's been acting a little strange for me. Just want to throw that out there. So either way, I'm kind of following on YouTube. I'm also streaming, obviously, in our in our platform here. It's been kind of running a little strange. I don't know if something's going on with Restream or not. But um, either way, hopefully I can get through this stream here, guys. So I know it's been acting a little weird today. So uh, either way, guys, um, hopefully, hopefully this thing's working. I don't know what's happening here. But either way, guys... Um, I'm going to see if this thing catches up at all here. So I know on YouTube, it looks like it's running a little slow here for me. Either way, um, excited to be able to uh, just chat with you guys on Herbert and all that. Um, you, we all know who he is as a guy. We all know how he is as a player. We know how he is as a leader. I mean, he's an absolute stud all around here, guys. So, uh, um Let's see. I'm just trying to make sure that YouTube is working right now because if it doesn't work, this is all for nothing, guys. Um, so 
Either way, I got the, the photo up here of Wustin Werbert right after the uh, win versus the Dolphins. Just an absolute stud leader. Everybody talks very highly of the guy. He's an absolute uh, man um, all around. So, yeah, Zach, is it is it working for you, by the way? Because I know it's been kind of running a little strange for me on my side. So I don't know if it has something to do with me and my phone here that I'm trying to just kind of watch over the YouTube stream. But either way, um, we got a leader here. We got Justin Herbert here. And, uh, man, to go – by the way, I have a lot of fans from other teams. Say, for instance, like the Steelers, the Bears, the Broncos. Guys, what's up, Jeremy? Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, man. Um, yeah, you know, the thing about it is, is we've been really, really lucky for the last two decades of quarterbacks, you know, having Breeze, having her or, uh, Rivers, and then getting to Herbert, a lot of fan bases. Thanks, Zach, for letting me know. Uh, a lot of fan bases out there don't have this type of continuity in quarterback. It's very, very difficult to be able to get a quality franchise based quarterback. And we've been able to do that with the last 20 years. Shout out to the GMs to be able to make that happen. Um, you know, I think it's John Butler, AJ Smith, and to even Tom Telesco. You you can't say enough about that. It is very, very difficult to be able to have that continuity, to be able to go from one franchise quarterback to another. And we really lucked out on this. Obviously, he was the third quarterback picked in 2020. We were kind of in, even Tom Telesco was saying, hey, man, all three of the quarterbacks that we were looking at and all, we're all fine for us. Um, we were looking at, you know, Burrow. Obviously, they went up, went to the Bengals. We were looking at Tua. Went to the Dolphins. Then Justin Herbert just fell in our lap, and then you obviously got Jalen Hurts, who came in the later round. So, all around, the 2020 class is phenomenal. All around, and I'm not not going to sit there and knock on Tua by any means. I'm not going to knock on anybody else. Everybody has their own great skill sets and everything too. So. I wanted to just kind of just emphasize how lucky we are as a franchise to have this guy. He's an absolute leader, absolute stud, and absolutely, I am not trying to be biased by any means, but Justin Herbert is an absolute stud and one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, even to say we could go back to some of his stats too, and I mean, we all know kind of what he did recently where he was able to now, let me jump back into another screen here for you guys to be able to break more records. I mean, the guy literally just knows how to do it. And this is kind of a crazy part of it is this is somewhat kind of older here, but at the same side, still relevant. So no Charger player ranks within the top 30 of receiving yards leaders in the league. I think it's 31 right now where Josh Palmer sits for receiving yards leader in the NFL. Fourth most passing yards, 3,339. Now, currently at, which I will jump back out to, um, another article that kind of emphasizes that, or actually I should even give you just this complete stat line there for currently in the league. Um, he is currently second in the league right now at 3,706 yards this year. I mean, understand that stat, guys. Understand that stat. No top 30 receiver on this team. Obviously, we've had injuries. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer has been basically our guy for us. Um, DeAndre Carter stepped up for us. Austin Eckler, to an extent, he is completely a running back, but really been a huge wide receiver target for us. I mean, you can't say that's like one of the most amazing stats to be able to see. To be able to see something like that and to be able to have a guy 
that could still have continuity, still be highly productive out there and, and make it happen. I mean, we're sitting right there uh, just below Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes has been relatively healthy on the wide receiver side. Obviously, Travis Kelsey has been an absolute stud for him, too. But, you know, Joe Burrow's had some injuries, too. And look at what he's done. Um, all around, Justin Herbert, absolute stud for us. Um, three to one touchdown ratio. Can't go wrong with that. That's a great ratio to be able to have. Been having some issues with the line. We've been having issues with the wide receivers. We've been having issues with the defense. All around, this guy knows how to play. He knows how to ball. He'll put you in the best position to win, which I absolutely love him as a quarterback. And I love that as a trait, too. You know, one thing that I've been thinking a lot about, too, is Justin Herbert. And let, let me pull up one other thing. I'm going to kind of keep going through a lot of different uh, screens here for you guys. But this is kind of an interesting, interesting, uh, you know, s- screenshot that I saw. If Justin Herbert plays as many games as Tom Brady, he'll have he will finish his career. 90 with 94th quarter comebacks. You guys realize that is legendary status to be able to do that. I don't know why it doesn't. It's kind of cut off at the bottom there. But basically with 94th quarter comebacks, incredible to think about that. He'll basically have that same level as in, you know, Tom uh, Tom Brady. I mean, who's obviously arguably the greatest of all time. I, I don't think anybody can necessarily say anything uh, about who he is and what he's done. And, you know, it's going to be very tough to be able to have a quarterback do what Tom Brady has done. So, you know, guys, I want to hear some of your guys' thoughts on Justin Herbert too. I have a bunch of other things I'm just going to kind of go through here, but this is just kind of a simple subject, just kind of something to talk about guys, more or less, just to prove who we are and kind of what we have as a team and as a quarterback now. Now, the great thing about this kind of stat too, I do, I base a lot on quarterbacks based upon how when they have the ball in their hand can they make that play can they go downfield and make those throws when necessary are they one of those type of players that can find a way to win the game for you well you know justin herbert three seasons in this is based upon pro football reference that 10 comebacks 12 game winning drives in his career now What's crazy about that is, is I look at other guys where people put other quarterbacks on a pedestal saying, hey, look, this is this guy's the real deal. This guy deserves a massive contract of some sort. He puts us in positions to win. Even to say he's done this for comebacks late in the game to where it could have been a game winning drive of some sort. He's done it multiple times. And then the defense doesn't held up. But Chiefs game is one that comes to mind where he, he did what he needed to do. And then the defense didn't do what they needed to do and that's one game out there that could have been another one on his stat board here in three years this guy has done some of the most amazing things all around out there you know and i'll I'll even throw out there a guy and i'm kind of critical on lamar jackson i understand he's won the mvp i understand that he's a very good player in in his own right but at the same side i look at it as the x factor of a player is being able to be able to make the throws and make the plays necessary to be able to get your team to win five years with Lamar Jackson. He's only had seven comebacks, 10 game winning drives. You realize Justin Herbert's outplayed that in three years. Now, situational football. I get it. We play a lot of close games. We're six, six of seven on one score base games this year. Incredible to see that we have done a great job on one score type games. Justin Herbert knows how to be able to make the plays when necessary. All around, it's great. 
one thing that's amazing about it is when we have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, it's a different game for us, bottom line, on the field. So I'm just emphasizing what we have as a quarterback here because there's guys out here like, I'll show you another screen here, like this guy, this knucklehead right here, saying that he's not that good of a quarterback. He's a social media quarterback for whatever that means. I have no idea. Once again, he saw for himself being at the game that this guy's the real deal. He threw 367 yards on your team and just balled out all around. Justin Herbert just demolished the Dolphins and outplayed them in so many ways. It's funny that, you know, Manuel Acho over here issued a formal apology immediately. He will not engage with the Tua Herbert debate because he thinks Tua is a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. And he won't refer to Justin Herbert as a social media quarterback until week 18. He's just thinking that we're not going to make the playoffs. I think there's a better chance that your team won't make the playoffs. I'm just throwing it out there, man. I'm throwing it out there. Bottom line, we got a stud as a quarterback here. We got an absolute stud that knows what he's doing. And, you know, he, and I, I sound like I'm just putting this dude on a giant pedestal. I'm not trying to be biased by any means. The stats don't lie. You know, this is on pro football talk. Sets record for passing yards through three seasons. He's basically thrown for 13,056 yards for his career. That is amazing. Better than Andrew Luck, who is an absolute stud as a quarterback, and Peyton Manning, who is now in third place. He now also has the ability to be able to throw more touchdowns than Dan, Man Dan Marino did in three years, too. So he's obviously got a ball out for these next four games, which I expect a big, big game from, for, from him versus the Titans, which we will do a pre-game about that uh probably tomorrow we're gonna do it a little differently it's just gonna be me and my brother kyle and we're gonna actually do i might as well announce it we're gonna do it where we're going to do the saddam madden sim sim of the game while talking about the game and strategy that we need to be able to do to be able to to beat them kind of a cool idea it's fun to be able to just watch the game being played and then um go from there so we'll just chat about the game we'll probably be doing it tomorrow possibly midday tomorrow so Keep an eye out for that, guys. So, Justin Herbert, ton of respect. One of the best players out there. Keenan Allen even came out just talking a lot about, hey, man, this guy's going to tear up this league. This guy's going to tear this league up. And he's already doing it. I think he's very, very much already doing it right now. And I think it only could get better for him. Legitimately, and now I'm not trying to be biased by any means, but we have a great chance to be able to obviously not only get to the playoffs, but we have a great chance to be able to go 11-6. and six. Shout out to our coaching staff. Shout out to them. Now, once again, I get it. There's a lot of people harping on Staley. There's a lot of people harping on Lombardi. I get it. You know, I 100% get that. Um, bottom line, the defense, or excuse me, the coaching staff has found a way to be able to keep this team intact. We have a fair amount of depth. We have the ability to be able to, you know, have continuity with Rashawn Slater going down, Jamari Sawyer coming in. Stepping up, shout out to Sawyer on that one. You know, same thing with Trey Pipkins on the right side. He's been having some issues. They've been putting in people into the right tackle and everything too. And then even to say we've had the ability to, you know, have issues within um, Corey Lindsley too. We found a way to be able to kind of keep things going. Even defensively, last week, I did not think, I thought we had a chance with the Dolphins. I did not expect what we saw on the field. We saw a defense that looked inspired. We saw a defense that looked very, very on the same page. They looked electric all around. Insane to be able to see that. And 
shout out to the to the to the to the coaching staff of making adjustments, getting players ready. Going back to last season, the one game, the Texans game last year, I remember Brand Staley specifically said we did not have the have the players ready for this game. We were a lot of guys that were basically missing. We didn't have people on the right page. That Dolphins game showed me that Brand Staley knew what he was doing and got the people on the right page. So, um, so bottom line, guys. Oh, and actually, I'm going to shoot one more screen here before I kind of just jump into some of your guys' comments here. You know, shout out to this guy right here. This is another screenshot I just took off of my phone. Austin Eckler, shout out. More receptions than Devontae Adams. More rushing yards than Alvin Kamara. More receiving touchdowns than Mike Evans. More rushing touchdowns on Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's an insane stat to look at. That is insane to be able to see what this guy has done. It is insane to see out of a running back to be able to get that kind of production. This guy could be a 2020 back again, back-to-back years, 20-plus touchdowns. I mean, bottom line, Austin Eckler has been an absolute force for us and also been a very big stability for our offense too. Uh, Been a guy that has been able to Find the ability to be able to make sure this offense keeps working. And he is an absolute workout horse right now. 93 catches, 623 yards, five touchdowns through the air. He's got 634 yards on the ground with eight touchdowns. My gosh, that guy's an absolute beast. I mean, if he does 20-20, again, 20 touchdowns, like he did last season, this guy needs to get an extra contract extension, please. So. Bottom line, guys, absolute studs. We have guys here that have been really finding ways to be able to make this team work, but this vehicle has gone through Justin Herbert. Without Justin Herbert, we wouldn't be where we're at today. That's for dang sure. You know, also on top of that, guys, we have a quarterback who's been injured since week two with that rib injury, that uh, fractured cartilage, uh, rib cartilage. He's still out there making it happen, guys. Um, bottom line, man, he is an absolute stud all around. And, uh, yeah, Zach, man, I, I would love to be able to see bet on football. He had a breakdown of Justin Herbert. Um, you know, he makes a compelling case for calling him the best quarterback in the league. And and it's rightfully true. I think that Sunday night game really showed a lot about who Justin Herbert is. And, you know, bottom line, we're, I'm grateful that we have this guy as a quarterback. I'm grateful that he is one of our, our um, you know, weapons that we have here. I mean, he's an absolute leader. He's only going to get better. Now, once again, there's a lot of things that we could be very critical about with this coaching staff, but there is the idea that we have made this team get to this point to where we're able to potentially get into the playoffs. Huge, right? Huge. Even with all the issues that we've been having here, guys, we still have been finding a way to be able to be very, very competitive as a team. Zach, yeah, there's not a single other quarterback in the league that could overcome all the injuries, leaky defense, and Joe keeping their team in the mix much less do it with cracked ribs. I know, man, it's insane, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of quarterbacks that have had issues with their with their um you know, cracked ribs or ribs or broken ribs or whatnot, and they're just going out to make it happen. Mike White isn't a guy right now that actually I think is going through it. Tony Romo, we talked about it in some earlier podcasts this year that he had cracked ribs and he still was going through it, but it's tough, man. It's very very tough to be able to make that happen. If anybody's cracked their ribs, it is not fun by any means. Um to deal with. So, and, and especially in a game like this, it, where there's a lot of, you know, sacks, tackles, whatnot, um, you know, it's, it's tough, but 
he's making it happen and doing it well. And I think he's at a very healthy level right now, as we saw from that Dolphins game. So Marcus, Acho is stoking the fire, man. I think ESPN's existence relies on outrageous takes that create more exciting matchups. It's add, it adds to our enjoyment. And I think even though Nacho is wrong, clearly. Yeah, you know, and that's the truth, man. I, I think there's a lot of analysts out there that just kind of say things just to be able to, to get a little rise out of the fan base too and try to be able to make these matchups even more uh, fun to be able to watch. So yeah, I totally could do that. That's that's journalism 101 in my opinion. I mean, you say something outlandish, basically it gets people to be able to look at it and kind of see what you're saying and and it gets people um, a little bit more uh, you know intrigued about the matchup all around. And, and, and by the way, I'll say this. I think... Uh, Justin Herbert's only lost once to the 2020 class so far. I think he is four and one versus Burrow, Tua, and uh, Burrow, Tua, and Hertz. Um, so he's doing well against that class, by the way. Um, so all around, he's he's making it happen all around. So um, I know a lot of people harp on Justin Herbert with his win-loss record. I get it. 100% understand it. But we have gone through a lot with this guy. Um, you know, coach changes, tough losses and everything too. But you know what? Best believe if we get to 11-6, this coaching staff deserves a huge shout out, by the way, just to be able to keep this team intact. And continuity is insane to be able to go 11-6. and six. And I really feel that we have a great chance to do that. So um, we'll see. We'll see, man. But Justin Herbert's an absolute stud. He's only going to get better from here, man. So Zach, another a Miami fan the other day made the claim that Tua was better because he had a higher passer rating under pressure. You know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, Justin Herbert leads the league in rolling out of the pocket, and he is an absolute stud at that. I think it was like, dude, I can't remember what the stat was, and I think it was just in the Miami game alone. I think he was 10 of 11 with like 145 yards. I mean, it was just an absolute beast of a game. We we kept talking about this on this podcast. Roll out Justin Herbert out of the pocket. That that line is not holding up. Roll him out. Just make that happen. And guess what? They did that last game. Once again, I feel like they're watching our podcast all the time. We we basically see what he could do outside the po pocket. He's absolutely lethal. It gives him the ability to run. It gets him the ability to be able to, to be not under pressure. It gets him the ability to be able to throw bombs like he did to Mike Williams in the last game and to be able to make the right plays all around. Even when he had a little Mahomes magic with a little bit of shovel pass over to Keenan Allen on the run, it allows to open up this game all around. And man, absolute just fun to be able to watch. So it's funny when somebody says that. I feel like that somebody is not very, you know, looking at the stats and looking at what's true out there. Um, and I want to say Justin Herbert is fantastic under pressure, by the way throwing the ball too. I, I don't have those stats off the top of my head or anything like that, but he's an absolute stud as a quarterback. Um, he's only going to get better here from boys. So yeah, Marcus um, Herbert galvanizes the entire franchise and fan base. He is a franchise quarterback and going to be in Canton someday. The trophies are coming. No. And I agree, man, you know, and it's interesting. They've been chatting a little bit about some of the possibilities of what his contract could be. And there's even a possibility that they're going to try to re-sign him this offseason. There's well over a $50 million per year uh, average for his contract is what's being talked about. Now, that's kind of a crazy thing to think about. And once again, it's going to really matter about what happens with, say, Jalen Hurts on if he gets signs an extension or 
Tua or to Burrow. I mean, Burrow has been to a Super Bowl. His contract, you would naturally think, would be much higher than Justin Herbert. Jalen Hurts has not been to a Super Bowl, working on getting to the playoffs. I think, were they on playoffs last year? I'm not sure. I think they might have been, but Tua has not been in the playoffs. So we it's going to be interesting to see where we're sitting at with him, but I'm really going to say, yeah, 50 million plus is what the possibility is, hence because of inflation, where the contracts have been going, and just bottom line, what he's done with breaking all of these records. I mean, absolute stud all around, guys. So, um, hey, man, we got a guy. We got a guy here, man. But, yeah, Zach, I think his uh, jersey already is in Canton, too. I think it was, well, I think it's going to be pass records or pass yards, probably. Um, it's going to be for Rookie of the Year, uh, too. Um, and man, he might actually get another one in there too. If he beats, uh, out, uh, Dan Fouts or excuse me, Dan Marino in his, uh, touchdown record in first three years. I mean, he is, he is building this up and look, I'm looking forward to, for him to be able to win a Super Bowl for us. And, you know, I think people think I'm crazy where I'm talking about playoffs and everything, but man, we have a legitimate chance. And actually I just saw a screenshot that, uh, Kyle sent over to me. Basically, it says, and this is actually from the this is from the New York Times playoff simulator. It pretty much will put us at 10 and 7 in five different scenarios if we just win three of the last four. Now we could basically what it means is we could lose one. Um, I think these are all very winnable games for us. Um, actually, it's funny. We have two of those games, the Colts and the Rams game. Our, you know, Colts game is Monday night. The Rams game is a Sunday night game. Um, wow, we have two more, you know, um, Sunday night football or basically primetime based games for us. So um, great showing for what Josh, Justin Herbert could do in those games. It's great to be able to see that we're having that type of looks later in the season. Now, the Rams Chargers game might be flexed out just for the fact that there might be another matchup or whatnot during that time. But guys, we have a great chance to be able to get to the playoffs. And this is kind of a little bit of a recap of what I've talked about earlier in this week. There's a great chance that we could get to the playoffs here and potentially be 11 and six. I'm, I'm hoping and betting that it's going to be the case because we have a good schedule ahead of us. This Titans game this weekend is going to be an interesting one. It's a big one for them. Um, I mean, they're probably going to still win their division with a terrible record, but bottom line guys, we have the ability to potentially go 11 and six and be a playoff team. It is a crime to not have Justin Herbert in the playoffs every single year. I'm hoping that this year we get in the playoffs, potentially at the sixth seed, guys. Dolphins' schedule looks pretty bad, so keep an eye on them because they're playing the Bills this weekend in cold weather. They were dealing with heaters out here in, or out in Los Angeles because it was 50 degrees. Come on, guys. And now they're going to be going to 30-degree weather on Saturday? Pfft, come on now. All around, man. We, we got a dog here, and he deserves to be able to be in the playoffs. And I think he will do damage in the playoffs, by the way, when we get in there. It would be great to be able to see Joey Bosa back. I was hoping for him to be this week. Probably could be next week. Uh, Rashawn Slater seems like he potentially could be on track, too. Just think about that. If we have, basically, Rashawn back at our left tackle, we could put in, you know, we could keep Matt Filer there or whatnot, but Jamari could go in there if we need him. Um, or he could even play right tackle if Trey Pipkins can't play or whatnot. He could be shifted around. Then we got basically a healthy wide receiver base. We got Justin Herbert out there balling. Hopefully our defense will get a little bit more healthier. Fortunately, our defensive line is a little tough all around, but 
guys, we have a great chance. And yeah, once again, I was just going to say that, Weston Herbert, Justin Herbert, I should say. Um, I know we could beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. And that's the thing. Brandon Staley's setting that mindset that, hey, guys, we're going to play the Chiefs three times this year. And we're going to play them in the playoffs. Think of how cool that would be. Then we didn't beat them this year. But guess what? We played very, very tight with them. I was chatting actually with a Bills fan the other day. And he was talking with me a lot about, you know, the Chargers, man, they got the great chance to be able to to, de to dethrone the Chiefs. And look, you could lose two of them in the regular season. Cool. You know, regular season, it hurts when you get a loss, obviously. I, I would much rather get a win when it hurts the most. And that would be great to be able to have that. Say in the first round, if we're at the sixth seed, we play the Chiefs and we beat the Chiefs, knock them out. How lovely would that be? How lovely would that be? So I'm I'm looking forward to that to happen too. And we have played the Chiefs very, very tight, just Weston Werbert. I would love to be able to see that, man. So, but yeah, going back on that, Zach, yeah, his pass yards through the first three seasons could end up holding up for decades. I mean, it's incredible what he's been able to do. You know, uh, Andrew Luck, obviously, um, he did it. Um, that was pretty recent, but now we have 17 game seasons. I know there's been talk about trying to go to 18 games at some point. Uh, that could change that up a little bit, but man, it's incredible for what he's done and, and especially what he's done this year in particular, just for the fact of not having his top wide receivers all around. So bottom line, guys, we got a dog. We got a dog. Uh, Marcus. Uh, yeah, I think it's wise to change up our offensive game plan because we shocked the Dolphins with lots of pocket movement. Some teams will play us differently and we should be aware that the teams, uh, that teams can beat that. Yep, Absolutely. And that's the thing, in-game adjustments is major. And that's one thing that we need to be able to do. Sometimes I think, and people have chatted a lot about Joe Lombardi being very, very stubborn. And I could totally see that. There's a lot of times that he just stays with his game plan and doesn't try to be able to do those things that help put us in more winning-based situations. So, um, so, so definitely we will talk about that. I mean, we'll hopefully be able to see a little bit more of that coming around for the the rest of the year and then some through the playoffs. The pocket movement has been phenomenal for Justin Herbert, which he talked a lot about in this offseason of working on his on his uh footwork. And he's done a great job of showing inside the pocket about moving forward, moving back, moving to the side to be able to avoid some sort of, you know, sack or tackle or or fumble or whatnot. He's done a phenomenal job. His footwork has been phenomenal this year. Charges need to be able to keep this thing going roll out the pocket, make sure we move that line for run run uh, plays. We need to have a guard come out to be able to be an extra blocker, which Zion Johnson did that a lot in the last game. We need to continuously keep making Justin Herbert to be outside of the pocket because he is absolutely lethal in that sense. So, Kyle, what up, dude? Yeah, that's right, dude. We know who Weston Werbert is. We know who he is. We showed off, and, and even to say on Instagram, after that dub against the Dolphins last week, Chargers even put Weston Werbert on their, um, you know, Instagram. We know who you are, man. We know who you are, man. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is the thing too. I mean, that's the idea. If they if they do go out of the pocket, Marcus, I think that's what you're you're saying here. Like delayed blitzes, corner safety blitzes. That definitely changes it up because obviously that puts pressure on that side to where you can't roll out, which could be a quick sack and end of a play. So. That is something that there that will be interesting to see, you know, and when going and I'm kind of talking a little bit more with the Titans um, and what they've basically done. 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see because I haven't looked enough into it because I know we'll chat about it tomorrow. But let's kind of see where they are at with the amount of sacks that they have gotten today. Actually, you know, as a team, they have gotten 33 sacks. Uh, excuse me, 35 sacks, and they've given up 33 on their line. So they don't really have the most solid line. Our line's been kind of faltering the last couple of weeks and everything. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where they kind of go with this. Um, it, it will be interesting to see what kind of strategy they're going to have work, working with us. I would hope to say um, that we could basically continuously keep rolling out of the pocket because it's necessary for us to be able to have that, um, you know, element to our offense. As we saw in the last game, I mean, there's a great chance that I think Titans have the ability to give up about 400 plus yards to Justin Herbert, and I think will be one of his first 400 yard games. So I can imagine that they're going to strategize on that too um, this 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 year. So um, we'll, we'll we'll see how this game goes all around uh, for us, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. Um, yeah, Carlos, man, I would feel it would feel amazing to eliminate the Queefs in the playoffs, dude. I mean. <laughs> it would be great and i and i'm looking forward to it it would be great to be able to hurt them when it when it hurts most and that's what it's all about if we find a way to be able to beat them in the playoffs that would be a huge huge win for us all around so um so either way i'd love to see that happen hit them when it hurts the most dude hit them when it hurts the most so yep absolutely kyle you know third time's a charm we'll beat the chiefs when it matters in the playoffs my friend let's do it Let's do it. Yeah, Marcus, man. That's exactly what I was saying, man. I think his pocket presence awareness is extremely good. I, I kept saying, I was like, I was chatting with some other fans, actually the out of your Falcon mind guys. Um, I was just saying, man, we we're just chatting because he was watching the game on Sunday night and everything too. You know, he's elite in the pocket and he's elite out of the pocket too. Um, you know, I think that he just has a very, very good sense of who's around him and just having a very, very wide um, you know, perception of the field all around. I mean, as we know, he goes through multiple progressions through his, his, through uh, every play and he has great field vision all around. So he's an absolute stud on that level. I think he's one of the best in the pocket, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that I'm trying, not trying to sound biased by any means. I know he's our quarterback guys, but you know, at the same side, he is an absolute stud. Yeah. And that's one thing too, Zach Herbert's TD per game should go up getting Parham back. Yep. Dude, 6'8 guy, tight end, what a red zone target. Who wouldn't want to have a guy like that? He's an absolute stud for us, too. I really hope that he's going to be able to be truly healthy this time around, and he'll be ready to roll. So so I know we got a question here from Marcus. Why do you think we're, we, are having recently we are recently having issues in the red zone? You know, it's such a weird thing. So and I'll go back to that DeAndre Carter uh, play that we had last week where he kind of like threw the ball to him on the flat while in motion. Personally, DeAndre Carter should have gotten that one in if if he did not stumble on that one. I He was on a one-on-one matchup, perfect kind of play call all around. We just basically didn't, you know, he kind of caught the ball and stumbled and fell to the ground and everything like that. It's kind of a hard thing to be able to say why we are having issues in the red zone. And, you know, technically that Dolphins game could have been a way bigger blowout all around 35-ish type points that we could have put up on them if we figured out a way to be able to get in the red zone. But I think there's also the thing about the line being the issue. Um, there is that aspect if we are rolling out of the pocket that that does kind of single out some receivers too, where it becomes kind of more, more, more one-sided on one side of the pocket. Um, well, I can't necessarily say that when 
Justin Herbert threw to the opposite side of the field to Mike Williams for that big bomb. Right? I think it was 56 yards, I believe it was. So I don't know. I think there's something going on with the line all around, in my opinion. The line is kind of an issue all around. Um, it is kind of holding back a little bit of the offense play calling. Um, you know, our run game is not that good. So that's a little bit more of a tough situation for us. Um, so I think it just really boils down to the line. Uh, we've had a lot of injuries and everything too. And that, that line, Will Clapp was out there for a while. Um, Sorel, 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 is it Foster? Forrest Sorel, Sorel, I think is right tackle. He hasn't been that great either. Um, all around, I think it's just really our line is kind of holding back our red zone efficiency. I expect a bigger game this week. I definitely expect that. I want to see a good third quarter, please. And Brandon Staley's very aware of that, by the way. What up, Aether? How you doing, my friend? Yep, it's all me today so far. So Andrew's out uh, driving from uh, Utah out to Vegas and then Vegas to Arizona. So he is uh, going to be out for a bit. Um, he might be on the call tomorrow, um, which we're going to do a pregame tomorrow too. So, yeah. Yeah, that was such a funny video, right, uh, Carlos? Uh, with the mic, 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 like Finding Nemo. That was fantastic. It made me laugh. It made me laugh. Aether, tell me your question, my friend. I think you might have already thrown it out there, dude. So uh, oh, let's see here. Let me ask you about home games. Why can't we get more fans at home? We should not have split stadium, my bro. So <clears throat> I, the way I always explain this, one of the most desirable times of the year and places around this time of the year is Southern California. Southern California's got great weather. You know, Arizona's got great weather. You know, that's a desirable place too, in, in a sense. But the beach is over in LA, not here in Arizona. So if you were a fan, say, of, let's say, Green Bay, and it's December or it's late November, it's cold as balls out there. And you think, hey, man, the Green Bay Packers are playing a game out in L.A., and I'm going to give an example. When they were in San Diego, I think, man, they're, they're out in San Diego. I wouldn't mind taking some time off and go out there and enjoy a game in nice warm weather where I don't have to layer myself up all the time. It's a destination place for the NFL. It's a destination where people want to go enjoy a game because it's warm out there. People will always want to go out to those games. And for L.A. and for even when we were the Chargers in San Diego, I was a season ticket holder in San Diego, even some of the prime years in the mid-2000s. Great time to be a Charger fan during that time. And it still was a pretty split stadium all around, even in the playoff games. I remember being at the Jets game. It was kind of a split stadium there too, guys. I remember being in the Patriots game. It was kind of a split stadium there too. It's always going to be that way. It's It would be nice to be able to be a, a fan base that just has 100% just occupancy with our fans but it's just kind of a tough thing for the destination that we're in very very difficult to be able to do that so that's the reason why i think that's the case you you tell me a charger fan wants to go to you know say lambo in december nah i'm good i'll pass i'll be at home on my couch enjoying the game all around yeah so zach was kind of just chiming in a little bit about that too about having the split stadium most of the fans have to travel a couple hours to the stadium so they only go to one or two games per year now. You know, and, I, and the thing is, though, with San Diego, San Diego does obviously still have a lot of fans for the Chargers. Um, there still are a lot of fans that come up from San Diego for the games. Um, like for me, I went to two games, and I'm coming from Arizona. Uh, actually, third game was out here in Arizona, ironically, to have one here in my backyard. Great. Loved it. 
I would love to be able to go to a couple more games this year too, because I know obviously we got this Titans game this weekend at home, and then we also do have a Rams game too. Um, so it would be really fun to be able to go, but probably not going to make it happen this time. Bolt Bros for Prez, what's up, Andrew? Drive safe, man. Drive safe. Um, yeah, this is an interesting thought too, man. Um, yeah, I don't think it was a fan base issue, although no Lombardis and bitter fans after the movie. 100%, man. 100%, man. There were so many people, and I remember very specifically when the Chargers decided to move, they had a bunch of fans go to the Chargers headquarters in San Diego, burn jerseys and everything, too. It was like this big old, you know, I don't know, where they're trying to get evil spirits out of the Chargers or something or whatever, and they're burning their jerseys and all that stuff, man. I mean, it was kind of a wild situation, but there are bitter fans still. There's guys that just basically disowned the Chargers and went to the Raiders or something like that. I've even heard that a couple times, which I think is insane to be able to do something like that. But yeah, bitter fans for sure. That makes a difference. But I really do think even when I was in San Diego, even during some of the great years, it was a split fan base there too. So it's all about a destination, man. Let's see here. Um, Carlos, when I read that we rent the stadium and the Rams own the stadium, pissed me off. Yeah, you know, it is, but I mean, we didn't pay $5 billion for that stadium. So, I mean, they were the ones that did it. It was their ownership that did it. We basically were just renting it. Now, you know, at the same side, if, if it does come around to where we decide to actually open up our own stadium, I mean, that would be, I wouldn't imagine with this ownership, but possibly if there's a next ownership that they might want to do it. Think about it like with the Clippers. The Clippers basically share the Staples Center with the Lakers. Now, the Clippers are going to have their own stadium, which is going to be right next to SoFi. So, you know, that's going to be an interesting thing to see how that pans out. But different ownership has different ideas. If we get, say, a Jeff Bezos, you best believe he's going to want to have another stadium for himself. So there, it's all ownership at this point. What's crazy about it is that the Spanos has paid about half a billion dollars to move from San Diego, and they didn't want to put a half a billion dollars towards building a San Diego stadium. Hey, I it is what it is. It wasn't my choice all around. So, um, So another question here. Next year. Yep. That's the one thing, too. Yeah, Kyle, that's a great point. Next year, we got a very cold schedule. A lot of Thunder Alley's planning to go to the Minnesota game. I hope it's in September or early October. I, I was even hearing about Lambeau, too, next year. I, I think they're nuts to be able to do that. I think they are nuts to do that. So, Jason, what up, brother? Hey, man, I know you're sitting next to my brother driving down to uh, Vegas right now, man. What's up, dude? I've been hearing a lot of fans. Here you go. This is Aether talking about here. I've been hearing a lot of sen- – uh, Hearing a lot, I I have been hearing lots nonsense talk about Fangio coming to LA. Is he willing to work under Staley? I don't see that, but your thoughts, my bro. No, and I have, dude. I've chatted about it. I've chatted about it. And the one thing about Fangio is, is will he have another shot at a head coaching position? You know, I mean, even what happened at with the Broncos, a lot of Bronco fans disowned him. Now they got a guy, you know, Nathaniel Hackett, who sounds like he might not even get through one year. So. We'll see what happens there. But the thing about Vic Fangio, he is a very, very good defensive coordinator. Same system. You know, Brandon State learned under him. Think how cool it would be to be able to have Vic Fangio as like a defensive assistant or say, you know, assistant head coach or say, you know, in some level of the defensive side of things. Adding that mind to be able to make this defense work to another level is great. Broncos basically have a good solid defense because they're running on a system based upon uh, Fangio. I think it would be awesome. More talent, more more experienced guys at that position. I'll take it all day, man. I'll take it all day. Who knows if it's going to happen or not? Yeah, dude. Yeah, it, hey, man. 
Hey, I didn't know you were out in South Oregon, by the way, Zach. That's awesome, man. It's awesome to hear that there's a bunch of new Bolt fans up there. Yo, hey, man, he's an Oregon duck, and he's an absolute stud. One of the best quarterbacks to come out of Oregon since uh, Dan Fouts. So that's awesome to be able to hear. I can't imagine that, dude. Can't imagine seeing that. It's awesome to be able to see, too. So, um, yeah, Marcus. You know, I don't I don't understand the politics uh, correctly, but I lived in Saint, Santee, a suburb, and I was not eligible to vote on the stadium. Yeah, that was such a weird situation for the stadium vote for, for the Chargers and to be able to have it in downtown. By the way, I was born in Santee, El Cajon, uh, Grossmont uh, Hospital, I think it was, is where I was born at. So I was born in Santee, Marcus. Uh, but yeah, by the way, um, yeah, that vote was crazy. It was like one zip code in like downtown San Diego that got to vote, which was kind of ridiculous. It should have been a countywide vote, more or less. Um, it's almost like they designed it to not pass, basically. And it's kind of sad to be able to see that because that really basically kind of pushed out the Chargers out of San Diego. And it's very sad to be able to see that. So, so let's see here. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah. UF, UCF Jaguar, man. Yeah, way. We're going to do our best, man. And I think we got a great chance this weekend. Really just trying to find a way to be able to hold off uh, Henry, which is obviously a problem for any team playing the Titans. Uh, but their defense is pretty shabby. Um, they give up a lot of yards through the air, and, and Herbert is on fire right now. He's got his top targets and everything, too. Um, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough for them. So, hey, maybe we'll do you guys a favor, man. By the way, man, Trevor Lawrence balled out last week. And, you know, I think we're going to ask a little bit of a favor from you guys, too, where you guys are going to play, I believe, uh, it was one team that's in the playoff run, too. Uh, the Jets, obviously. We need you to beat the Jets this weekend, too, for sure. Please do that for us, guys. That would be Oh, no, excuse me. I'm sorry. That's next week um, that you guys are going to play the Jets. So if you guys could do that on Thursday Night Football next week, that would be excellent. Excellent. <laughs> but good seeing you, brother. Uh, you know, Steve Doyle, man, I'd still be a fan of the Chargers if they moved to St. Louis. You know, and there were some weird talks about them going to uh, San Antonio, too. Um, originally, and it's interesting. So originally, uh, well, obviously the Raiders are in Los Angeles now, but there was some talks in a lot of fans, which are a lot of Charger fans out in Las Vegas, that they wanted the Chargers to Las Vegas. And there were some talks about them getting there and then ended up having, you know, the Raiders move to Vegas and everything. I was in Vegas um, talking to my Uber driver and he was like a Vikings fan or whatnot. But basically people got really ticked off that the Raiders showed up here because there was a lot of Charger fans really trying to get them to come to Vegas. It's a very, very heavy, heavy uh, city for Chargers fans. Now, the crazy thing about it is, is that the San Diego Charger fans and, and the bitter ones are, are city-based fans, in my opinion. So they probably love the Padres and everything, too. And it's all about what's in their city, not what the team is or who the team is. They basically just disowned them because, you know, they're not San Diego Chargers. Now they're the L.A. Chargers, which I get at the rivalry between, say, San Diego and L.A. Get it, 100%. I'm a fan of the team the chargers where they're at doesn't matter to me i'm a fan of the team bottom line i don't veer off of that by any means we are very very loyal to it too i know my grandpa he was basically a big season ticket holder for san diego chargers for some years and um yeah i'm sure he's rolling in his grave right now um having the chargers leave uh san diego but bottom line hey i'm i'm a fan of the team not where the where they're playing at i'm a fan of the team so, so let's see here. Yeah, exactly, Zach. Here you go. 
back in the early 2000s, we would uh, do a bar takeover at Michael's in uh, Las Vegas. We had the entire parking lot to ourselves with barbecue and beer. Yep, exactly, man. They got a big fan base out there, man. We got a big, big fan base out there, man. So it's it would have been crazy to be able to see the Las Vegas Chargers. Man, maybe they wouldn't have a stadium that looks like a Roomba or a toilet if you end up kind of looking at it in a weird way. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, maybe we did scare Western Werber. Maybe he took off and everything. I don't know. Yeah, I know it's probably Justin Herbert. So, <laughs> dude. Hey, that's what I'm saying. You UCF Jaguar, dude. Herbert could throw the ball 60 times and you win. That pass defense is very, very bad. So I expect that to be all around, man. Uh, that's the game plan, in my opinion. I mean, we got our top targets. Let's go. Keep throwing the freaking ball. It's just like last week. We threw the ball almost, what was it, like 50 times, I think? Something like that. The more we keep throwing the ball, they're just not going to find a way to stop it. And Herbert's been very, very good with the ball all around and keeping it to a point to where he's not throwing picks or anything like that. He's being smart. Yeah, we had 51 passes last week, 39 completions, insane. 369 or three, 367 yards. I mean, absolute dominance of them. So, um, and the big thing too, time of possession is going to be massive too. What's up, Adam, dude? Hey, man, thanks for joining on, on, on Twitch for us, man. Justin Herbert is an absolute stud quarterback, by the way. So uh, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for Thanks for the love there. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's tough to be able to think about that. Right. Marcus, I, I could never comprehend rooting for another team. It's a lifelong commitment, man. And it, at the same side, a lifelong struggle in some ways or another. I mean, it's just very, very tough to be a Chargers fan, but at the same side, look, man, it's one team every year that wins the Super Bowl. There's 32 teams right now. It's one team that's going to win it all. And at some point in time, my team will be that team. And we will all be very, very happy to be able to see that. And, you know, we got a good thing going on right now, guys. And I really feel very strongly that we we have some fantastic players on our team. We have, I think, personally, a very, very good coaching staff. Now, there's a lot of things we could, 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 that we can critique about this team, especially within the offensive coordinator side of things. But bottom line, guys, if we go 11-6, and six, that is going to be one of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen as a Chargers coach. Bottom line. That is phenomenal to be able to see that. So bottom line, guys, we got a we got a very, very good team here in front of us. We have a team that is very, very uh, possible to be able to do some very good damage in the playoffs. Um, we have a great chance to go 11 and six. I keep saying that that's my goal for this team. Obviously, I don't have any influence outside of just chatting with you guys, um, but I'm here with this team and I'm, I'm riding with this team all the way to the end, guys. So. Uh, love to be able to just kind of keep things going with this team. And and I'd love to be able to see this team get in the playoffs because it would be very dangerous. So, um, but guys, man, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. You know, I really appreciate everything to you guys and, and you guys joining here. I know we got uh, Sore Newt uh, 13 here. Come back to SD, man. I get it, dude. You know, and, and that's going to be an interesting thing that ever comes around. Now, I think there is also a lot of politics behind that move. To be able to not have the Raiders in Los Angeles, I think the NFL wanted the Chargers there. They did not want the Raiders in Los Angeles. So, bottom line, I think that we they'll they'll they will be here in Los Angeles in Los Angeles for some time, unless there's some new ownership of some sort. So, um, quick, I was just about to end it, but this is going to be kind of the last topic here for us. You know, Zach says off topic, but you guys should organize BoltCon 2023. <laughs> 
get all the YouTubers together for a mean green, get Carrie Underwood and Dicker out there. <laughs> Yo, that would be dope. That would be dope, man. How cool would that be to be able to have like a cool – and I know the thing is that they do a lot of like um, – you know, Bolt Pride does like things in in the summertime where they do barbecues out in um, the the IE out there, uh, Inland Empire out in Los Angeles. They do things where they do bring in people and also um, bring in uh, like past players and everything too. Uh, Andre Miller has been there and everything too. So there's been some guys out there that have done that. So there is a lot of off season things. There is even things that happen out in San Diego too every now and then. So um, bottom line, guys, man. You know, I appreciate all you guys' comments and everything here, too. And, and Mark is sick, man. Grossmont, you were born there, too, man. Yo, I went to Carlton Oaks uh, Elementary School out there, by the way. I think that was the name of the school. It's been such a long time ago in my life, but that's where I went to. I didn't go to high school out there. We moved out when I was, like, eight, but that's where I went to, man. So, um, but, yeah, man, let's let's see if we could try to get influencers together. How sick would that be, man? That would be so sick. Oh, I didn't see Aether. If you had another question, I'm not sure if I saw it there. I've been kind of going through all the other deal here, but I think I went through your question a while back. Yeah, I was talking about Fangio. Yep, I chatted about it, man. So, but yo, he went to Carlton Oaks too, man. Wild Marcus. We could have been. We could have been uh, possible. I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but maybe maybe we were. Uh, maybe we're. Uh, um, in the same classes or something. That would be crazy, man. So, yeah, man. Either way, guys, I'm excited, guys, for this game this weekend. We'll talk about the uh, pregame tomorrow. We're going to kind of do it a little differently where we're going to have the Madden Sim going on, and we're going to talk about the game and everything, too. So keep an eye out for it, guys, all around. So we'd love to be able to uh, have you guys join there. But once again, guys, appreciate all the love, support. Like, subscribe to the channel if you have not. We talk Chargers all the time here been great being able to do this channel with you guys and just meeting and, and connecting with the fan base so once again guys let's get it going we'll talk tomorrow we'll do it the live over the madden sim and uh, we're excited about this game all weekend guys so bolt up guys appreciate it my guys bolt bros let's bounce out of here boys see you boys yeah